Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Still to come as we head down the home stretch, I'll be checking in with Roger Egan from Bear River Lodge. Uh, I would guess things are probably really picking up there with the uh, Trax Power Sports. I, he, I noticed on his uh, social media this past week that they got a shipment of their, uh, was it side-by-sides or motorcycles? had to be side-by-sides that they got in. It was, yeah. They're a little last minute, but uh, because of the supply right. chain issues of the last couple of years, he was celebrating. Yeah, you got to watch those videos on uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Posts, yeah, I saw and that Instagram. Video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk to him. Sponsors of this program, of course, with Trax Power Sports and uh, Bear River Lodge. I'm always excited when we uh, make a successful connection with these guys, yeah. and, and it's probably easier this week, Russ, than it'll be uh, from here on forward because they're going to be on the water uh, if everything goes as planned starting on Monday. Yeah. I wonder if that's still the date. I Let's guess find we're going to find out. Here. Let's find out. Uh, it's the Row 4 ALS gang. That yeah. means uh, Tim Ryan is with us. Monday's still the day, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. Um, it looks like the winds are pretty favorable. We're going to try to get an earlier launch than anticipated, uh, more like 8 a.m. rather than late morning. Uh, you know, this Monterey Bay, if anybody's familiar, it, it, the entrance of the harbor basically faces north, which is kind of where the prevailing winds come in, and it's a little bit calmer in the morning. So that'll give us a, a start that we don't have to work so hard for as we leave shore. Yeah. All right, so, and that was going to be one of my next questions. What is a favorable wind? Does that mean it's uh, a tailwind? Does it mean it's below a certain uh, knot? What is it? Yeah, you know, uh, a quartering tailwind, right? So just a little bit off the stern to one side or the other. And, uh, you know, heck, I'd take it up to 30 knots. would feel pretty, you know, give you a good push. The uh, Right now, the winds have changed a little bit here, and... Uh, if you look at a app like Windy or some NOAA or some other wind sourcing app, um, uh, we're probably going to leave Monterey and head north and row up past San Francisco, maybe 250 miles, and then turn west. And we're hoping to jump into uh, into the wind there, which is about 30 knots, but more straight to Hawaii. And the, nor- so the normal the- route of going south, you would have to go like all the way down to Mazatlan, and then head over, and and then you'd be on the, the, the south of the Hawaiian Islands, um, 
you know, and of course, over the 40 days we're at sea, a lot's going to change. Yeah. Right. So the strategy actually begins before you even launch. That's right. We've, we've been monitoring it and our weather spotters uh, have been monitoring. And uh, so that is our, our current plan. But we're, we're, we're looking and, and staying ahead of it and just planning as best we can for uh, the least amount of work and the most uh, distance that we could cover. Will other boats be following you on this track, or do they have uh, alternate plans? Well, I'm hoping they'll all be following us the entire way. That means we're in front. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's point. Right. It is a race, after all. Uh, but a lot of the other uh, uh, 13 teams are all talking about um, making a little bit of a northerly track to get out. It's, it's really hard to... Uh, this exit is uh, uh, really tough on the pairs rowers, right? And uh, it just takes a lot of manpower to get away from the California coast. All right. So you mentioned already in uh, the early stages of our conversation this week that you think it's going to take 40 days somewhere in that neighborhood. Is that the over under? Yeah. Yep. That's where that's where I think we're we're at, and uh, we're we're all you know less is better. Right, I think the world record is somewhere around 30 days. Wow! And um, but a four four person team, so a little little extra. And uh, um, and I think we've got a, a great situation. Our boat is super lightweight this year, uh, perfectly balanced and trimmed out. We spent a lot of extra time on on packing and weight management, and uh, uh, and we may yet take on a couple hundred pounds more of ballast water to provide some additional stability while we're out there. We've never talked about this, and, and uh, if you're not comfortable talking in specific terms, that's fine with me, but uh, is this an expensive endeavor? Is it costing you more money than you anticipated? And what's the cost of this one compared to the last one? Well, you know, I have recently met uh, about 40 broke rowboaters. <laughs> um, so. Uh, down here but you know it it is expensive i mean uh of course we bought our boat in in uh, uh 2017 she's almost paid for that initial expense for a carbon fiber boat was about 250,000 uh, uh, yeah so it's it's not for the faint of heart um uh, and then you know the race expenses this year of course because we already owned our boat and gear and so on and so forth we're, we're quite a bit cheaper but you know the the price of entry is about twenty five thousand to the event organizers um, and you do get a lot of bang for your buck you get a lot of uh, land support weather support safety officers um, you know the critical list of gear and things that you need to have and do to make it a, a safe and successful crossing um, and a lot of education resources, so so that is definitely money well spent. And um, and then on top of that, uh, we have um, you know food purchases uh, for this crossing is a few thousand bucks, um, and uh, gear updates and whatnot. We probably have spent about ten thousand dollars additional. So, but but it's nice to have our initial cost covered. So. Uh, so much more of what we've uh, been able to raise and have received from our from our donors and sponsors, um, it, we're able to give to the University of Utah uh, Neurosciences Clinic up there in support of our uh, ALS project. Yeah, what's that perplexed look on your face, Russell? 
You look like you had a question about uh, something. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> Might just be gas, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, tell me you've gotten into the freeze-dried food. <laughs> hey, take us to Monday. Uh, do they? you have a start time that you have to stick to strictly, or can you decide when you launch? Yeah, no, the race will decide when you launch. Um, so they control that. Uh, it's a, an organized uh, departure from Monterey. We have our race trackers fitted uh, on our boat. Um, uh, people can follow us along on an app called YB Yellow Brick Races. And this week they'll be posting the Pacific Challenge 2023 on there. And then you'll see our row for ALS team will populate. And you can follow us along in real time. The tracker pings about every two hours. Um, so as you pass beyond the, uh, uh, the opening of the harbor, that'll trigger your beacon. And then the race is on, as they say, to Hanalei Bay. And when you arrive in Hanalei Bay, you'll pass another uh, buoy and that will uh, note your arrival time. Um, we've used some of Russ's technology for uh, following along on some of our road adventures. And my mother, before she passed yeah. away, used to – she lived it vicariously, didn't she? Did. She? she really did. And and actually printed out all of the maps every day and then made a little folder for us when we got back. These memories are something, and particularly for you, Tim, with your son tagging along this time, these memories uh, money can't buy. We were talking dollars and cents a minute ago. Forget about that. What are you looking forward to? Well, you know, that's right. It's soup to nuts out there on the water, right? You have the excitement of surfing down a 40-foot wave at, Mm. you know, 10 knots in the dark of night, right? Very, very thrilling and exhilarating. And and then you have the... Uh, just the overwhelming peacefulness of of being in the middle of the ocean with no land in sight, no communication um, to speak of, uh, unless of course you're on your SkyCall satellite phone. But you know you're you're just out there in an environment that nobody else sees, and at night you know there's zero light pollution, so the, the stars and planets and the Milky Way and all that are just spectacular, like you've never seen them before from land. So. And that's just really golden nuggets in and around the day-to-day life of of being with your rowing team and managing your shifts and and, and managing your existence together in a very small space. Yeah. You ever? uh, This is sort of an off-the-beaten-path question in the minute we have left. Have you had any close encounters with whales? And the reason I'm asking is because we've read stories this week on Utah's Morning News about orcas that have been actually aggressive with uh, some craft on the water yeah apparently there's some east coast orcas that are that are pretty angry um when we were out here in april we had oh here's a sea otter that's just popped up by our boat up standing <laughs> on the edge of the dock hello to say hello um uh, when we were out here in april we had three orcas uh, that came by and, um, just swam right by our boat didn't pay us any attention at all hmm. um but in the last race crossing the Atlantic, we, we would get surrounded by pods of pilot whales occasionally or some larger um, uh, whales that would just playfully swim under the boat in curiosity, you know, but they never bumped you or anything. But, you know, they just pass directly beneath you and continue about their way. So we do wow. get interaction with the marine life. That's Very awesome. cool. And that's part of the spectacular uh, nature of this adventure. All right, uh, Tim, we'll let you go. Good luck. It's the last time we're going to talk to you before you launch, and we'll keep our fingers crossed we can connect next week. 
Yep, next time via sat phone. I'll set up a schedule with you guys and see if we can hit that. All right. Sounds good. Tim Ryan, thank you. Uh, Be safe out there. Russ, real quick, they are outfitted from soup to nuts with uh, satellite gear from you. If we've got people that want to have an adventure and nothing quite like this, they can always take a sat phone along. Yeah, just give us a call, 801-450-8317, or look us up online, skycallsatellite.com. I do love these adventures, yeah. and it's nice that I can sit right here and not have to head my head in a puke bucket to do it, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I'm afraid yeah, I'd do if I was do. out there on the high seas. All right, one more stop here, one more break, and we'll come back and talk with Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Final couple of minutes of the show for uh, another week, and then we'll turn it over to the greenhouse. And through the magic of radio, I'll actually be hosting Greenhouse for the second week in a row. This is going to be fun, though. I'll be headed out with Tom Bettis with our friends from Olson's. And uh, Brian Lloyd reached out to me and wants to open up the trial garden for uh, Olson's, which has never been open to the public in Santaquin. And it's uh, one full acre of flowers that they are uh, looking to you know, find some new uh, categories, find some new things to, to put in some beautiful hanging baskets and things. So anyway, we'll do that right after the top of the hour. I can't leave, though, without uh, checking in with Roger Egger from Bear River Lodge, who just a couple of days ago on social media was unboxing some new toys. You're getting your watercraft a little earlier than you did last year. Or did you get them at all? I don't remember. Oh, hi, Tim. You know, last year was such a disaster with COVID and supply chain issues. We ordered 20 personal watercraft and three showed up by the end of the season. So it wasn't very good last year, but this year we got a dozen delivered last week. So awesome. We're going to start, we're going out on the water today actually to test some of the machines and get them ready to rent. They're three-seater personal watercraft. They're just awesome, just fun. They're easy to get on the water and play with and take kids up for rides. So we're excited about these. Well, last year, I mean, the extra good news is last year we didn't have the water to play in that we do this year. But everywhere I've looked, uh, we're going to be full pools. So there's going to be places to play. Yeah, you might want to wait a day or two before you get out on the water because it's still coming down out of those mountains. It's, it's cold. Kind of going fast and dirty, yep. But uh, book your reservation now and get out in a couple weeks and go have some fun because there's going to be a lot of water to play on. Are these sea dews? Yeah, Sea-Doo's, they're called, one's called a Spark and one's called a GTI. Uh, they're all three seaters. And so you can take, like, me and you and your brother Ken, we can all go, three of us on one. How would that be? That would be scary, actually, and, uh, <laughs> and an image that nobody really wants to have right now. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to be the uh, the filling on that Oreo cookie, I'll just tell you, <laughs> tell you that right now. <laughs> you know what? It's like the three of us on a Harley. You're driving, <laughs> Ken's behind, and I'm in the little sidecar. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll reach out to him, see if he's up for that. Right now, I'm not, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, what What is the uh, uh, snow situation up at the cabins right now? 
You know, it is melting finally. There's still snow up over the top, so you can't go up over the top of the Mare Lake Highway, but there's probably 15 miles from the cabins that's open for camping. We were out all week on side-by-sides checking out for snow levels. It is spectacular, and it is beautiful. So if you haven't been up the Mare Lake Highway, come up to Evanston, go for a ride up the Mare Lake Highway. Water is just gushing out of the mountains, and the rivers are full, and the streams are full, and it is beautiful. And there are plenty of places to camp and go ride your side-by-side and well, your ATV, so it's fun time. Won't be long before the uh, wildflowers start to pop out. That's happened in some places around Utah, and it's really one of the more spectacular years we've had be- because of all of the precipitation right now. Yeah, the, the wildflowers are going to be absolutely beautiful this year. So it's just going to be a fun summer. Uh, and it started. This weekend should be good. We're supposed to have some good weather next weekend for Father's Day. So it should be a good time to get outside and play. We had a guest on from the Division of Wildlife earlier this hour. You weren't able to listen, but we were talking about moose safety. And one of the things I enjoy about your social media and my time personally up at the cabins is uh, the introduction to nature you've got a few meese that roam the uh area up there <laughs> meese they, yeah, yeah we do and if you saw my social media post this week so we've been out looking because we go out you know several times a week checking where's the snow where are the open trails a baby moose was right in front of us and i got it on film shared it on social media we just sat and watched the little thing walk away I, it's probably a one-year-old it wasn't a newborn it was a one-year-old from last year but uh the wildlife are coming back. We've seen a few deer. We've seen one elk. We've seen moose. And so the wildlife are heading back to the mountains. We saw some turkeys, actually. Yeah. So that's kind of strange. But Tell uh, Jamie when you see her, I- I'm really impressed with her driving ability on the uh, side-by-side, <laughs> uh, cr- crossing <laughs> small bridges while you're doing the photography. <laughs> she almost hit me. I- she goes, Roger. It's a fifty-inch bridge, and you're standing in the middle, and my machine's fifty inches. Where do you want? Yeah. Where do you want me to go? <laughs> so she has to be director while you're doing the photography too, while she's trying to drive. That's good yeah. stuff. Hey, I said she's going to hit me, and I'm going to fall in the river. <laughs> well, that'll be good video. That'll go viral. That's what you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Want to remind everybody? I did last week. Uh, since you were so busy, I, I uh, reminded everybody last week about making sure they get their reservations for family gatherings. Cabins are the perfect place to do that, and the weather's going to be great going forward. Yeah, you know, we built two new seven-bedroom cabins: the one for families for family reunions, the other for corporate retreats. And we had a family book the family reunion cabin for the Fourth of July holiday for four days. They've had some issues come up, and they had to reschedule and push it back a little bit. So the 4th of July in our seven-bedroom cabin just became open again. Someone needs to book that and get their family up here because it's going to be spectacular. Ooh, there's there's a little piece of advice. So what should they do if they want to uh, get on the calendar then? Well, get to BearRiverLodge.com, find our phone number, give us a call, and get that thing booked because it's going to be fun time up at Bear River Lodge. Roger, you're the best. Thanks for your sponsorship of the program. Thanks for your friendship. You too, Tim. I'll see you on the water. Me, you, and Ken. <laughs> yeah, on separate <laughs> machines, please. Don't, don't go away. The Greenhouse is coming up next uh, through the magic of radio. I'm headed to Santa Quinn, and I'll be co-hosting for the second week in a row. Maria's going to be back next week from vacation, but uh, looking forward to spending some time with Olson's Greenhouse and sharing this trial garden that's never been open to the public. That's next. Have a good weekend.
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.